calling all aspiring investment professionals. Get a leg up on the competition. Final registration for the August CFA exam ends on May 14th. Register now to secure your spot. The CFA designation is a gold standard in the investment world, opening doors to high-powered careers and impressive salaries. Head over to cfainstitute.org to register. Don't wait. Take control of your finance career today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Let's Talk EU podcast, which is a series that those of you that follow is digging into EU regulation and making it more alive for everybody that is listening. Because it seems sometimes when you read in the press, it seems a lot of different pieces of legislation that are, are there to make rules even more complicated. But that's not what policymakers like CFA are trying to do. They're trying to bring a practical approach to EU capital markets and to connect the capital markets to the end investor. And that really has, I think, Sirpa, that's been your leitmotif throughout your career. But I will go through your bio because you have such an interesting career, both at the national level, academic, and of course, at the European Parliament. So uh, you are a member of the European People, People's Party, the EPP, which is the major party of the European Parliament. But you, before entering the parliament, you were a former minister of the environment in Finland in 1991 and 95. So you must have seen the very grassroots, the beginnings of that feeling of, you know, climate, green is important. And I think that's probably motivated you through, through that long period to bring you where you are today. You were a member of the national parliament from 1983 to 2003. And you've been a member of the European Parliament, and it's been my pleasure to know you since then, from 2008. At the European Parliament, you're a member of the Economic and Monetary Affairs Committee, and also of the Women's Rights and Gender Equality Committee, and as well as a substitute member of the Environment, Public Health and Food Safety Committee. So I think that's quite a big, you know, portfolio, but they all sort of intermingle and and interact with each other. So I think, you know, that's really... That's really interesting. You are a very strong advocate for a transition to sustainable finance, and you have served as the lead negotiator on behalf of the European Parliament and the EPP group on the first sustainable finance legislative initiatives, the disclosure and taxonomy regulations, as well as the Parliament's own initiative report on sustainable finance, which was really very important. You're a graduate from the Helsinki School of Economics and hold an MSc in business, and you teach university courses on negotiations, theory, and practices, as well as being active in several organizations, in, including chairmanship of the Globe EU. You have, I mean, you for me, you're a true European. Uh, you think European. You, you, of course, you think nationally, but you always have the bigger picture. Um, at heart, and you're a true green European, I would say. I can't, I can't think better like that. And this is important. We need policymakers that see that green agenda and pragmatically try and bring it into the lives of Europeans. The Edelman, which is a sort of, does a yearly trust survey amongst consumers globally, in 2021 said that consumers and employees want a seat at the table. And I think that's the sign of the times. People want to have a say. They are living their lives. They're seeing all these capital markets and uh, institutions making money, but does it have any relevance for them? Is it bringing their pensions to a better level? Uh, Are they getting better investments? Who knows? Are they uh, helping to make a better green footprint on this earth? 
Well, again, big questions. And nobody truly has as yet the full answers to that. Consumers also say that companies and CEOs have to lead on societal issues. Again, that's really important. So it's no longer governments imposing and policy, it's also working together. Companies need to understand their responsibility. And I think the taxonomy is going to be very important in bringing about this awareness uh, as you have to disclose what you're doing. And of course, the due diligence and corporate governance uh, piece of legislation that's coming out of just will also be important with that. But companies are going to have to be more transparent, more engaged on the footprint they're 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 leaving and what what they're what they're trying to do and maybe find a renewed purpose to be also good for the good of society, and that is that is important. That's a very uh, strong concern. In our own CFA Institute's 2022 Investor Trust study, when we look at ESG, retail investors are focusing for the most on climate change, clean energy, air and water pollution. Institutional investors are data protection and privacy, sustainable supply chain management and climate change. So those were the top focuses of the two different segments. Um, again, what is important with retail investors that they're, they're key to know that the messages and the information that's being passed along by companies, whether it's in their financial reports or non-financial statements, is transparent and is true and correct. There is no greenwashing. This is a big concern. We've seen several scandals in the press. Uh, I'm sure you've, you've, uh, you've seen a lot of this. And I think for policymakers, this is really a concern to make sure that that gets passed along. Again, what is also interesting with institutional investors is that engagement with companies has been decreasing since 2020. Now, why is this when we are looking to more data? Because um, actually there is much more a quantitative or systematic approach to ESG investing. And that is going to where the taxonomy is going, approaching a system classification uh, for the company. And I think then you see the institutional investor is also looking for a classification, a more systematic approach. So you start to see that we need to build the framework. And I think the taxonomy can really help in that. Now, Sierpa, to my first question to you, how confident are you that the EU taxonomy can be a stepping stone for the success of the European Green Deal? And what are the issues with the implementation of the EU taxonomy? Well, thank you, Josina. And uh, this is a very, very good and big question. And I guess you would get a different answer uh, every different hour when you would ask me, because it has been quite a struggle to, to implement it on the delegated acts. And even yeah. though that should be free from uh, that kind of a, uh, a national interests and lobbying, because it is on the commission's powers, actually what happens is that it has been lobbied very heavily in different member states and then the levels are actually not very equal. What I mean by this is that in some sectors where the original platform's proposal have been taken as a guideline, the result is, is, is uh, good. And I really could say that this is a benchmark uh, and milestone regulation globally also for example, in, in sustainable buildings. But then again, uh, when you look at the forests, it is pretty close to following the existing legislation. And I usually call it that I don't know how this can be a good 
golden standard because you can't uh, uh, fall from the floor anymore. It is it, it is sort of the the bottom line. And then now, of course, the whole spring has been the debate about uh, the role of gas and nuclear uh, in the taxonomy that the parliament committees voted it uh, down down. And let's see now how it it will uh, happen then then in the plenary. And if it has too many, I mean, it can take that kind of a one or two flawed uh, delegated acts that they can be patched later on. But if it is going to have uh, several issues like this, then I'm afraid uh, it, 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 uh, it contaminates the rest. And so it, it might lose the creditability in, in investors' eyes. And actually, this is a bit worrying signals what I have heard from the in investor community. So it, it can't take any uh, very, very many bad hits. Sirpa, you know, um, you referred to the platform Sustainable Finance, which, of course, you know, is, is the taxonomy is a scientist, meant to be a scientific framework. And exactly. I think this is what gets forgotten. Uh, and I think it is important to keep it as a, as a sort of as a scientific framework. And uh, you refer to the add-ons on nuclear and gas, and you know, you, you dilute the whole structure of what it's meant to be. And you, you've, you've said it's going to be difficult. What you see in Parliament and the different streams of thought, there was a majority to vote it down at the plenary. But what going forward, how can you keep the taxonomy as a really pure scientific instrument? Because I think that will be the most useful, ultimately, for both companies and, and investors. Yes, and indeed, and the parliament was very clear and fighting uh, this point very hard uh, in trialogues with the council who wanted to have implemented uh, acts, acts and uh, they, that was their last negotiating point. Uh, and it was really hard to, to give it up from the council. And uh, one would have assumed that then the rest, because it is so clear in the first level of regulation, it says A, A, it needs to be science-based. Mm. B, based on indicators, so verifiable. And it needs to be substantially better than industry average. And this is not uh, sort of a looking all the industries because you can't create that kind of a standard but it is industry-wise. So if you would label nuclear uh, green, you would need to uh, label the best uh, available uh, nuclear where, who, who has closed loop uh, reuse of the uh, waste and uh, uh, has the newest uh, efficiency and, uh, and security and safety norms. And now in the proposal, anything goes, if it has a, a plan, not the storage, but plan for the permanent storage by 2040. And there's a lot of old Russian nuclear, for example, included. So, so th that is the reason. And I'm, I'm certain that there are going to be a number of, uh, a number of people to, to sue the commission if, if this delegated tax goes through. So it really is serious. And in that sense, plus, as you referred to the platform, and that is the platform's role. 
actually that uh, platform did not recommend nor gas nor nuclear to be exactly yeah so it is totally adversary to uh, scientific and specialist advice and yeah that is and, a problem. <clears throat> and then when you ask what the parliament is going to do it's very hard to say there are quite a number of, of people like you could read on these two committees who take it seriously, who understand what we are talking about, what is the role, that you can't label all the potatoes to be organic potatoes. And basically, this is the problem. And then uh, those ones that are not so close in close on understanding the regulation itself, but just think, oh, we have the gas and we Finns have the forests and we have this and that. And the Poland was lobbying for a very long time, for example, that in that category should be clean or green coal. The, this is, uh, it's, it's hard to see how big that impact on, on when the gas and nuclear are put in the same package, how big role that, that then uh, has. But uh, it, was, it would be a historic mistake to, to put them there. Well, let's uh, let let's hope that the discussions continue in the right vein, as as um, as we all hope. Um, I'm going to take you to the question of stranded assets. Uh, in September 2021, you were among a group of MEPs who called the European Commission to set up higher capital requirements for fossil fuel exposures by banks in order to take into account the risk of stranded assets. How should financial institutions operate to facilitate the transition towards a sustainable economy? And this is actually the important pair, the twin sister of the taxonomy. If that taxonomy defines what is green and sustainable and where you should thrive towards, then the do no significant principle tells uh, what is that kind of a significant harm uh, you should avoid in uh, investments and otherwise. And that has been taken, uh, and that work has been taken pretty seriously already, or, or for example, by ECB and mm -hmm. European banking authorities looking on it, so, uh, stability board in international level. And that is setting uh, the emissions, CO2 emissions levels. But the same will happen with the circular economy. Uh, with the uh, biodiversity and so on. And this is the most important because, of course, these are only estimates. No one knows the, the exact figure, but uh, roughly one third of the investment are on stranded assets and mm. on environmentally harmful investments right now. And then if you only say what is green, it's very limited amount of money that will thrive on that direction. But if you can make the one third of the investments to de-invest gradually, then that makes the difference. Exactly, because then you really start to move it. Neutral, and part of it is going to be, of course, uh, thriving on that change to, to be uh, sustainable. Yeah, and, and of course, we, we have geopolitical considerations which make it more complicated, this whole um, transition. Going towards the social taxonomy, we are um, two-thirds of the way through the current legislature, so there is a short time frame which makes it more complicated. 
there's been a proposal for a social taxonomy. And what do you think that the work that the EU platform on sustainable finance has done with their work on the social taxonomy, do you think uh, it's going in the right way? And what are the main challenges for you of establishing a social taxonomy, which after all, um, the founding principles of the EU are based on this social awareness and our so engagement. So the S of the ESG is an important part. Mm, yes, indeed. And uh, it was a bit unfortunate that we did not get the social aspect already in the first level uh, of the regulation on, on, on taxonomy. My, my fears are that the Commission will not come because this is a bit the rumors I have heard with the social uh, taxonomy pro proposal within this limited time. And that then, of course, would mean at least four years delay because you have to count on the beginning of the next commission and before it sets on feet and, and hands on. Then when we have the ESG and due diligence regulation and we do have uh, quite a number of social taxonomies, that mean social classifications in private sector, the, that sort of a, uh, is the same problem than it is with the environment. You can have the greenwashing, you can, the social washing in, in this sense. Uh, you, can, uh, you can't compare the companies and their activities because the uh, standards are different. Uh, and then uh, last but not least, if that would be a separate set of standards, then for the companies and investors, it's a bit diff difficult and, and the double work that you need to visit taxonomy for the environmental side, and then you need to visit some other regulation for the social side. And uh, to me, it has been important that all the taxonomies, that is the what, should be in the same regulation. And then uh, disclosure regulation is by name or uh, telling how, as well as the ESG regulation. So what to report and how to report. Yeah, I think you, the, for me as a sort of EU legislative watcher for the last 20 odd years, um, the pieces of legislation are very often very forward-looking, uh, very good pieces of legislation. But as I think you yourself back in 2008, I think in, in, in one ECON meeting, it said, you know, there should be much more of a sort of harmonious view across. You mentioned it for asset management that you thought that was important. And I think the same thing with what we're doing in sustainability. You mentioned the due diligence Corporate Sustainability Due Diligence Director proposal. Again, there are parts of the social issues in there. Um, you know, and this makes it complicated. I know that the European Commission on the retail uh, agenda, which is coming in September, is starting to look more horizontally. But can we push legislative initiatives to become more horizontal? Uh, because it is important to get a, a bigger view. I think this, this, for me, is one of the keys to making it successful. Yes. This is uh, the main purpose that I'm dreaming of, that we would have this kind of a horizontal uh, legislation. The another point is, of course, the retail investor protection that is linked, of course, with the capital markets union. If there's no trust, then there are no European market. And the third thing that is linked there is, of course, European competence and supervision. 
So you need yeah. to rely, that needs to be reliable and that need to have the competence of the member states. But then again, coming back on this horizontal, I'm, I'm jokingly as said that, that it needs to be forward looking in that sense too, that now when you identify very clearly what it concerns, the minute you have a new product, it doesn't fall in any category. And if it would sort of describe in horizontal general level, that uh, if it uh, walks like a bank, bank, if it talks like a bank, if it smells like a bank, exactly. then it is a bank, whatever Appearance. form of uh, crediting or servicing or payment uh, extraction these people do. And it must, must be, could have been much easier than to say, okay, this is an exchange by nature. This is payment, uh, forwarding payments, and this is lending, and this is investing. And then accordingly, you, you, you just would cover all the consumers and different types of uh, actors. Legislation is going to have to be more fluid and more fast in reaction. And as you say, if we could achieve this, if it smells like a bank, it should be qualified as a bank and if it acts like a bank. And I think if we put that into the context that ultimately, of course, everything in the capital markets, everything we do should be green. So we should, you know, we should go into this world saying that everything should should be green. So I think this this is important. Um, May so I far, add one point here? I forgot, yes, to, forgot to say, and about the sustainability. Yes, and I think indeed it was uh, uh, frustrating that we started with the taxonomy so that it is concerning the investors only, because yeah. of course it needs to have the next steps, and this is the lending where the risks are very high. You have the new uh, advanced uh, uh, future-oriented banking taking stricter and stricter uh, look on uh, sunk investments and uh, on uh, uh, environmental uh, sustainability. And then where do these customers go? You might have this kind of a risk concentrations in some bank banking types in the future because uh, you just didn't notice you think a farmer is a farmer and there's the big difference on, on what type of a farmer or a, a garage or a construction firm, firm it is so that uh, really should cover the whole uh, products and of course level for level and playing field different kind of investment uh, instruments and and all that Sirpa, you, it, it's been wonderful talking to you. I'm sure we could talk, talk for another 40 minutes, but I, I know that my, uh, my content manager will tell me we need to stop it now. And it's, I'm sure we're going to have another conversation in, in, in a couple of months on investor protection and, and other things. It's a real pleasure. Uh, you always fight for the EU and for what is the best interests of, um, of the people living in the EU. So Sirpa, thank you very much. To my listeners, the next podcast will be on investor trust, and that will be in a couple of weeks with Rodri Brees, in, who will analyze with me our yearly investor trust study. Uh, but again, today, thank you for listening. Do follow us on the social media and interact with me on LinkedIn or social media. Tell me what other topics you would like me to cover. Tell me what you need to have explained about EU legislation. Sirpa, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much. 
It, it is always a pleasure to talk to uh, you and to your listeners. So have a very nice uh, rest of the day. Thank you. Thank you.